This is Talk Back to Me podcast powered by the Core 94. We got an up next guest star in the building right now. She is Kay Smith. What you got coming up for us, girl? Hello, happy rising, everyone. Uh, I want to talk to you all about my business, some upcoming events I have, and um, a special topic that we're talking about with violence and raising this generation. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I, I know y'all touch on, Yeah, yeah. Touch on what y'all got to talk about. I know y'all been waiting for that one. And we got Chelsea over here. What you got coming up for us? Where's the one? Have y'all ever had somebody try to advise you about some shit that they don't know about? Like they know you. You know what I mean? But it's really their personal perspective of you. And they trying to say, oh, you know, it was my spirit told me to tell you. Yeah, that's what we talking about. <laughs> no, I wasn't your spirit. You used to be a <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, that's what we're getting into today on Where's the Wine. Oh, shit. That's going to... Got the heebie-jeebies. All right, and we got Jelly coming up with her ears to the streets later on. What you got for us? So today we're discussing um, a store clerk in Southeast Houston who was murdered um, mm. by some young men, which touches on our topic, mm. violence in our youth. Mm. Um, and there's another individual who died trying to stop someone from robbing another person, like hmm. snatching her purse. So at this point, are we a lost cause, or... What are we looking forward to? Mm. Mm. Damn. I'm black, 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 black out here. No, for real. And last but certainly not least, we got Ticket with his inspirational quotes. What you got coming up? Man, you know, I don't say nothing to the end of the show. We're just going to keep tuning in. We're going to listen to everybody else. And I rock at the end. You dig me? All right. Let's get it. I'll rock, I'll rock, I'll rock, I'll rock. I'll say All shit. right. We about to turn it up I real quick on this homecoming <laughs> weekend out here in H-Town. Let's give Gee. it up for those HBCU yes. celebrating homecoming mm. weekend right now. Kamaya, we're going to start off with you on this topic. Okay. Please okay. don't shoot. How you feel about that? Um, Let me ask you a question. Who are we talking about? Who's shooting who? Ooh. Wow. Are we, you know, police brutality? Black um, on black. Black on black. White um, on black. <laughs> I would say just with me, um, my military background, I do believe in protection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's a certain level of, you know, a line between protection and, you know, just being straight up violent. I feel like, you know, depending on the situation, of course, people have their reasoning to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on if you're being, you know, robbed, murdered, anything like that, potentially murdered. Um, but just having guns, just to have them or to show it off on Instagram, I don't really rock with that. Um, mm. It just, Same. it does like something you. to me. It's like, you know, some people think of it as a toy when really, you know, it can take someone's life away. And I think um, when people don't have the knowledge behind what a weapon can really do, especially a gun, um, you know, you can be, yeah, very careless. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I've been thinking about that, actually trying to figure out, you know, should there be some type, I know a lot of people talk about the gun laws or should there be an age limit? There's always ways to get around different things. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the use that you have behind it, you know, you won't be able to get to everybody and ask them, Hey, why do you have a gun? What are you going to use this? Cause you never know when you're going to get robbed, when you, you know, may potentially be murdered or anything. So I feel like you should have that protection, but there needs to be a little bit more knowledge. Um, put out there in the streets about, mm. you know, handling your weapon and how to go about it and just, you know, um, taking the fear out of the communities because I feel like a lot of gang violence, you mm. know, they try to say that we're protecting against the police, you know, we're protecting mm. the hood, but I feel like there needs to be someone 
you know, drawing the line between what are you really trying to do with those weapons. Mm, that's a powerful take on that yeah. one. Damn, okay. Chills, what you got on it? Well, like, you know, just to touch on what you said about, you know, what kind of rules, but, you know, it's not the guns that are killing people, it's the people mm-hmm. using the guns to kill the people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, if you're going to buy a gun, like legally, because you can get a gun anywhere at this point, you know what I mean? But legally, if you're going to buy a gun, they should do psych evaluations just like they do the police, mm-hmm. or supposed to do the police. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, they do. I, they do. My dad is a police They officer. do, but... They do, but... It ain't thorough enough. You're right. But, <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know, we need to be more aware of who we are giving these guns to. You know what I mean? And as far as, like... In the community, it's a sense of power to have a gun. Well, at least that's how the kids look at it. That's how a lot of people look at it. You mm-hmm. know, if I have a gun, you're not going to fuck with me, but that's not true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're going to end up either getting yourself hurt or hurting somebody else. Because yeah. somebody yes. broke into my car and I charged them up. My dad was like, I'll give you a gun, but I feel like you're going to hurt somebody. You know, just for breaking into, you know what I'm saying, yeah. my car. I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I am. Don't touch my shit. I'm going to shoot you in your big toe. You know? I got to remember y'all still women, though. I'm not saying in a bad way. I'm saying y'all still women. Like, if somebody else got a weapon or something else that hurt you, like, y'all got to remember y'all still women. You know what I mean? Let them have that for that moment. If you don't have nothing to protect yourself. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got my car. You know, it is. Let them have it for that moment. Yeah. You can get it back. Thank you. Thank you. You can have it. I don't know who you're coming back with. But, you know, I really think we need to start, you know, evaluating the people behind the gun, the one behind the gun, because that's. That's where it is, because you said you need a gun for protection or some type of weapon for protection, but they're not going into the right hands. So. Yeah. Nice take mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah. I like that. Jelly, what you got on it? I know you coming with some. Lord. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> this is how I feel. Uh, no, I honestly feel like the issue is that there is not a care for life, mm-hmm. how it used to be. Life used to be valued. Now these kids are playing these video games where if I die, I'm regenerated. Like, yeah. I have another life to play with. It's fun to shoot things. It's fun to see people get killed, and it's fun to see blood and gore. And this is the common miscon- misconception with people. They feel like, okay, it's the parent who is allowing this child to be like this. No, they're going to have outside influences. Right. They are. But as a parent, you have to be able to talk to your child and explain mm-hmm. to them what's going on. Oftentimes, we uh, kind of leave our kids to figure things out for themselves. We want them to be independent. But you have to understand, they still need to be guided. It's just like driving on the freeway. You see those white lines on the freeway? It's to keep you in your lane. Mm-hmm. But when you start merging, you either get all the way over or you stay in your lane. There ain't no in-between. Yep. Because if not... Things are bound to happen. An accident is bound to happen. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of keep our children in line and guide them towards the individuals that they're supposed to be um, and make sure that there is gun knowledge. I don't allow my son to play with guns, Mm -hmm. um, toy guns. I don't allow him to watch anything or play any games where, like, it's killing and fighting and all that because he's at an age where what he sees is what he wants to emulate. So he sees that violence. He's like, ooh, this is fun. He's like, I saw this gun on Call of Duty. This is the same gun that was on there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder how this works. Yeah. And you write about them games, though, Um, because this is just violence in general with them video games. My little brother is the sweetest kid in the world. But I was over there last weekend. I don't know what the game was, but he was, like, beating a bird or a dodo bird or whatever it's called. 
And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, I'm trying to train it. Like, I'm trying to tame it. And you know what I'm saying? I don't want him to think that you can just beat the shit out of somebody in order for them to do what you want to do. You know what exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm serious. You yeah, burn that ass like right. That. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You burn these right. Children, children emulate those things. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, yeah. and then they transfer that. Yeah. So it I may not allow. Yeah. Exactly. I may not allow my child to do this in home, but his friend does. Mm-hmm. I can't control what happens while he's at school. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, this how you hold it. Like, you building blocks, Legos, you walk in and your baby done built a mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. gun instead of the airplane he told you he was going to build. <laughs> you like, well, what is this? Oh, my friend at school, he showed me how to make it like this mm-hmm. because he says, okay, so you hold it like this, mommy, and then no, uh, who? You hold what like what? You finna hold his ass whooping. <laughs> but that's what I want to ask you that, though, because um, I know you're familiar with, you may be familiar with the Derek Two Grace guy yes. that teaches Derek his Grace. children. But no, uh-huh. about I teach him, I teach him mm-hmm. about guns, uh-huh. but I also teach him that they are not toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't allow him to play with them, but he has gun knowledge, and he understands gun safety and gun control. You yeah. cannot play with this. Yeah. This is for emergencies only. This is for your protection and your safety. And that's how, I, and that's how he... His yeah, kids that's too. exactly what you it know, is. He ain't just handing them no. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. I know, I know. I'm very well aware yeah. of how he teaches, yeah. but I'm just asking. Yeah, you know, that's how I you do. Say that you don't allow certain things. I don't allow so. him to play with guns, yeah. and I don't allow him to watch games that make it feel like this is fun mm-hmm. to right. do. No, taking Shout someone's life GTA is not fun. Taking someone's life is not fun. Harming someone is not fun. That right. should be something that's on your conscience. Mm-hmm. And people are conscious. It fucks you yeah. up psychologically. They are literally killing people and continuing on about their day yeah. like nothing ever happened. That's you just right. took someone's life. You took yeah. someone's child, someone's father, sister, mother, brother. You know, you can't do things like that yeah. and think that there are no repercussions for it. That's because right. although yeah. karma may skip you, it may hit your child. Yep. It yeah. is generational. Yeah, it's gone. Karma is a bitch. It and is. she is very tedious. <laughs> she <laughs> she going to get hers. She patient. She, she going to get hers. And her first <laughs> name is Shawana. Look <laughs> at <laughs> what you got on. No, seriously, though. Um, <laughs> but I told, I told my son's dad, as soon as he's old enough to see over the counter at the gun range, we're going. Because mm. I'm going to teach you how to shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you how to clean your weapon. I'm going to teach you how to protect yourself and how to keep it out of arm's reach of other people. Right. And you know, okay, I can't access this. This is not for show. I cannot show this to my friends. I cannot play with this because people get a gun and they're excited about it. Like, oh, I ain't never seen one of these in person. Mm-hmm. I only seen it on a game. I want I want to know how it works. Start making I'm curious. Sense. Yeah. The mm-hmm. gears are turning. Yeah. So at this point, okay, now, okay, on the game, I know I'm just clicking a button. So maybe if I click this button, what is it gonna do? Even mm-hmm. like the um the young man from Houston, what's his name? Devin, with with his friend that the girl know, was like she was knowledgeable. Like, man, put that gun of, down. He was like, man, put that it. gun down. Man, you making me nervous. And she was like, man, shut up, I pop your full up, pop and right in his head. Yeah, in his life, you know. That's but I I really appreciate just like going back to the the knowledge part with the military. I know how to use several mm-hmm. guns, but I'm not going to come back to the city and just, right. oh, I'm a real shooter. No, because at the end of the day, knowledge is power. So I know that I know how to handle this gun at any point that I would need to and shoot if I need to, you know. But if you don't, you know, you would think that it's a tool. You think it's something to show mm-hmm. off to. You know, I used to walk around with M16. You can't picture that, but, you know, you never know. And I think it's a lot of more power of knowing, you know, the ability of what you can do. Mm-hmm. But being smart about it versus exactly. trying to keep up with the trends, yeah. you know, exactly. just saying it, I'm going to shoot you, you know. Like, I don't 
like when I'm riding, say you riding with your dude and you recording and then boom, he pick up the gun. I will drop the camera. Hold on, partner. Right. We don't do weapons <laughs> in videos. We don't smoke in videos. We don't do weapons in videos. Right. Keep all your gang signs to yourself in my videos. Exactly. I, I'm a gang <laughs> signer. I, I can do my little, my little sign language. But. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's really all she. Like, oh my God. A nigga be signing like a mug. Yeah. A nigga be thinking, oh, she gangbanging. I'm yeah. not stacking, bro. But it goes, it goes behind the knowledge. If you don't know, you can make an assumption. And then, you know, like, you exactly. make an assumption, you making a, you know. Yeah. You know what they say. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's protection. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's supposed to be used for protection. You know what I mean? Like, right. and anybody that you teach in any. It don't matter if it's military, it don't matter if it's home base, it don't matter if it's ROTC, whatever it is, it's protection. But a lot of people in today's times, we've gotten it confused with protection and fear. You know what I mean? So, like, you get, it's a fine line. You get a lot of people that are scared to use these. You know what I mean? They're scared to use these hands. So, at the end of the day, they be like, I'm going to get a gun. Mm -hmm. But you make a life decision in about two seconds. You know what I mean? Like, you can decide your life in a matter of one second just because you're afraid of somebody. And at the end of the day, man, a weapon is used for different motives. I was listening to Bum B and his wife the other day when somebody broke into their house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He used his weapon for a particular reason. You know what I mean? Like somebody else would have been walking out bragging about that. He was like, no, I ain't bragging. I had to take care of my family and myself. You know what I mean? He was really trying to rob us. But you get other people that's in the street and somebody poses a threat to them. And the first thing they want to do is pull a, you know, pull a pistol or right. pull a knife or whatever it is that they got to use for protection. To get ass exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, of embarrassment. And that's why you got to teach your kids, man, at the end of the day, it's a form of protection. It's mm-hmm. not to be walking around clouting. You know what I mean? Like, you're on, the, you're on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, look at my pistol, because half of the cats that got a pistol don't even know how to use it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't know how to break yep. it down. They don't know how to clean it. They don't know how to put it back together. Yep. They don't know if that if a, 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 a bullet's in the chamber, it can go up. They don't know a lot of stuff about a exactly. pistol. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what it's about. It's about, at the end of the day, protection and fear to me. You know what I mean? Like, and you got you to gotta learn how to separate the two. Because pers- a person is scared to kill you. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of how I teach my daughters now. Like, at the end of the day, man, if you see something going on in the situation, like, I was always taught, my dad's a Marine. You know what I mean? I was always taught, you get in a situation, you get in a room, you get in a corner. Well, can't nobody get behind you. You see the whole, you know what I mean? You see everything before it happened. So when I started seeing shit before it happened, I'd be telling me and my people, like, I man, let's ride. You know what I mean? Let's get out of here because mm-hmm. I, I can I see something before it happens. So have. I tell my kid, like, the same thing. Like, hey, man, look at the situation before it happens. And when it happens, like, if you stick around in that situation, you've been taught differently. So that's on you. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's the same thing now with guns and, like I say, protection and fear. You got to know the difference. Like, when you're around somebody, you ride with somebody and that's popping off in the car, you know your friend. Mm-hmm. You know if she's scary or she real. You know yeah. what I mean? Or if he's scary, he real. You know if he's packing it for protection or if he's packing it for fear. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you need to separate yourself from those situations. Yeah. And you have to learn how to separate from those situations. But if we're talking hands up, just a crossover. If we're talking hands up in that in that barrier, I look at it like, man, that, you know, it's a lose-lose. You know what I mean? You put your hands up, you still get shot. You put them down, you still get shot. Mm-hmm. So you just have to, again... Learn how to put yourself in different situations and leave from different situations to get out of certain situations. I feel like we shouldn't have to beg for our lives. No. You're right. You this should. is this is the mm-hmm. point we're at. Please don't shoot. Why do I have to beg you not to shoot? Because we're still in America. Yeah, that's the exactly. I was about to say that. So again, this goes back into people not valuing life. Yeah. yeah. You know, life is given through a hard time, you, what you fail to realize is someone carried this child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Someone 
almost died delivering this child. <laughs> People don't understand that childbirth is the closest you get to death while exactly. living. Yep. It literally is. There's a thin line between life and death when you're giving birth to a child. Mm-hmm. And you so carelessly take someone's life in a matter of seconds and think nothing of it. Yeah. You smoking dope? Like, what is it? Drugs. Because I drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Take you drugs crack? for 200. You smoke crack, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it's crack. That's, that's a lot of it is that. Crack is what you be high. And then when they come to they be like, what the fuck did I do? Mm-hmm. Bingo. You know what I mean? And crying in court. These moms, drugs, you know? Exactly. These drugs y'all on, they got y'all feeling so yeah. relaxed and at ease. Little do you I know, mean, when your ass is sobering up in that cell, mm. <laughs> you're going to be around that bitch like, yeah. Lord, please help me. Don't mm. call on but God you got now. A lot of a lot more people that don't show remorse now. And I refuse to believe that it's that many people that's, that, I mean, I know it's a lot of crazy people out here, but I refuse to believe that everybody that crazy. It got to be something. You know what I mean? It's the music. It's yeah. the music, it's the games, it's the TV it's not shows, the it's media Shit. in general. No, Everybody's desensitized. Like, yeah. I feel like, in a sense, there's um, a lack of protection, not anything physical, so to speak, but a lack, mm-hmm. lack of protection of our people. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. if That's when they don't point. feel like they have someone that they could go to for that protection or anything like that, say, for instance, you know, he's speaking on fighting. I remember, you know, when I would get bullied or when I would get into a fight, at the end of the day, I get in trouble, you know, for trying to protect myself. And then I feel like sometimes when, you know, you can't go home, talk to your parents, you know, you start looking at those outside factors. Okay, how does my friend, you know, defend themselves? Mm -hmm. Okay, they running around with guns and, Hmm. you know, they feel like they protected. And ain't nobody messing with them. Bullying bullying is alive right now. Seriously. It is. And, you know, kids are... Get their parents done. We see it all the time, especially more so in white, you know, children coming up to the school shooting. That's yep. because they they have been bullied. They have been bullied. And they're conditioned. Or teased they're or talked scared. about. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? And they feel like when it comes down to it, like, I'm not taking no more of this. Right. Like, and half of the people that bully you or tease you or talk about you ain't got shit. You know what I mean? But you just don't realize that yourself. You got what you got. Exactly. Yep. So that's the way that they get away from their life by talking about yours. I mean, and it's just... But then again, that's where parenting comes in. But that's the fucked up situation that we look at because you got a lot of parents that's not ready to be parents. Yeah, yeah. you know but what I mean. You got a lot of people I mean, that, ain't, that ain't that don't know how to parent. Because I feel like, I mean, guns and stuff was it was a thing, you know, when we were younger too. But growing up, my daddy taught me how to box. You know what I mean? Same. But my little brother, yeah, we could tell you, know you that you saying? got them hands. Chest. No. <laughs> 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 but my little brother, you know, I'm trying to. My my, my brother's a big boy, so he a hard hitter just naturally. naturally. You know what I mean? But they. My dad is teaching him how to shoot a gun. When he was six, I came home. Well, I went to their house, and my mom, it was like a five-minute thing. He was at home by himself. And so I walked in the house, and he was like, who is that? And I didn't say nothing. I was trying to scare him. I didn't know that they was teaching him how to shoot a gun. So Mm. I'm trying to scare him, and I sneak around the corner. He got his back against the wall with a shotgun in my head. And I was like, oh, shit, it's me. Right now, you know what I mean? But she was like, I should have rethought all this. Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know, but I should have said it to me. Like, I didn't know, but the fact that he just, because he knew it, the gun was stronger than him, he had his back against the wall. You know what I mean? So it was just, it's there. people are preparing their children differently, but if you just telling your, your child, oh, it's a gun in there, and you're not telling them how to properly use it, hmm. You know, they gonna think that they can go show their curiosity friends. is gonna. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of like a um, 
when you a parent, I'm not a parent, but I don't know um, at what point in the time do you start talking about those certain types yeah. of subjects. It's just like, you know, in a sense, sex, you know, sex early. can, you know, Real which I, I feel like it He's should four. be very early. He's four, and I have the conversation of, you know, you know, I know, you know, know, I, know, know. Like I picked up Maddie yesterday, and she know the whole ride back. That's say, what, hey, you have my to. son can literally yeah. identify the female and male genitalia. He'll yeah. say, that is vagina, mommy. He says, this is a penis. He says, this is your scrotum, mommy. That's smart. No, and, and people are to. like, why are you teaching him that? Why are you not teaching your child this? It's good to know. Like, he knows this is the, the uterus. But you he know how many people, like, that's know. why people get pregnant, because they don't know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm just being honest. You know how people get friends. pregnant 13 and 14, because they don't know. They don't know to stick in their <laughs> naked penis and a naked vagina. Yeah. And when I get aroused and I let go, the shit can come feeling. from it. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. Exactly. You know, back in the day, my mama was just like, hey, hear this book. Let me see this what happened. You stick your thing in somebody else. You get all these now, little diseases. My mama, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my mama did stake me up with, with books and stuff to, to learn. She talked to me too, but um, that's like that video of, I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, oh, uh, it's your wee wee. And her, his mama was like, uh uh-uh, uh, we don't do that. It's a penis. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we don't do that baby talk. We don't do that. You're going to know exactly what this is. Well, yeah. I allow him to do baby talk when he's like at school. Yeah. Like if he's uncomfortable, yeah, because you know, with other children, I don't know Mm -hmm. how comfortable their parents are with certain language. Yeah, versus with mine, this is what it is, baby. And like people don't even get into hygiene with their kids. Like teach them how to like clean themselves. I teach my son lift that lift that thing up, wipe it, (laughs) wipe around, get in there. Yeah, get in Mm -hmm. there. Like we're on. I just think it's certain subjects that people don't like to talk about out of fear. I feel Uh like you know, or they don't know. Yeah, everything that's going on, okay, you know, black children are getting shot at, you know, if they go to school, if they're walking home, you know, how do you have that conversation? I actually saw that on a television show. Um, It's called Raising Dion. I'm not sure if y'all... I wanted to watch it. I just seen it on Netflix, and I'm going to watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, Michael B. Jordan, a few other characters or whatever. But basically, it was a situation... (laughs) 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 Yeah, back to um, Michael B. Jordan. It was a situation where... um, the mother, she has a fully black sister, and she's biracial. And um, the mom moved the child to a brand new, you know, prim- prim- primarily. primarily, predominantly is what I'm looking yeah. for, white neighborhood. And um, he had a situation to where there was a white child that, um, you know, was injured, but all he saw was the, the black child that was, you know, a few feet away from him. But he instantly blamed the black child. And they were like, you know, at the end of the day, the Dion actually hit you, whoop-de-whoop. And he, you know, it took the black teacher to step in because the um, biracial parent, you know, she couldn't get through to the white principal. Mm-hmm. He wanted to immediately expel the child based on what the white child had said, you know. And so she said, you know, could you help me? Because it takes a village. And so there was a black teacher that stepped in, and he said, you know, I feel like we need to talk it out, get to the bottom of the issue. And the white teacher wasn't trying to hear none of that he was like he needs to be suspended he said you know what i'll take the children let them talk it out or whatever but he ended up asking you know did Dion actually hit you and the child admitted you know because there's conversations that need to be had Mm -hmm. you know sometimes a a child will lie depending on who's directly around them and so initially Mm -hmm. when it was the white principal you know he was saying it was Dion. but when somebody else stepped in and asked you know hey what really happened you know instead of just trying to take sides he said you know Dion was actually there, but I didn't really see him hit me. Hmm. You know, and I just feel like um, sometimes, um, so what happened after that was she called her sister, who's fully black, and she said, you know, I think it's time that 
I have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's been time, you know? She's like, I don't know how do I explain, you know, to my child that every day that you step outside of this door, you know, all these people around you for the most part are going to try to break you down or keep Mm -hmm. you, you know, down or whatever. And so I just, you know, getting back on the subject of, when do you have these type of conversations? Because there's a lot that needs to be talked about with children, period, but really with our children, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a war against us, and they're using weapons, they're using social media, you know, they're using music. War. You know, there, <laughs> there really is. You know, the music, you know, that's a part of our culture, but they twist it, you know, and throw in guns in the hood and throw in mm-hmm. drugs, and now we're thinking, okay, this is the music that we need to be mm-hmm. listening to you know, and that's what's getting in our minds, but that's not really it. But it, it takes, you know, somebody, you know, wanting to step in. I think we've gotten to a point to where there aren't a lot of people that want to step in. Yeah. Or there may be parents that don't want to allow other people to step in and help because the guide minute their children. I allow someone else into my household, I've lost control. I've you, lost control. Have you really? Or this is, is it no, really? no, this is how they feel. Oh, yeah. me, oh, yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. it does take a village. Mm-hmm. It truly takes a village yeah. to raise a child. In in instances like that, you know, my son is mixed, mm-hmm. so he's black and Hispanic. It's Hispanic Heritage Month, and people are like, "Oh, does he know about his culture?" Like, yeah, he does. But if you ask him what he is, he say, "I'm a black boy." I don't mm-hmm. tell him like, "No, you're you're not well, black. He is, you're though. this." Or, yeah, he is. No, he's yeah. definitely a little black boy. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, you know, you <laughs> take the you take the bigger percentage. My baby yeah. is black. Yeah, okay? but um, but it goes off of what your father is. You know, this yeah. is what they tell you. His dad's dad is black, so you black. Still, I don't yeah, give a damn. You just got a little smudge. Even if you win, <laughs> three fourths black, you black. <laughs> no, I just feel like people gotta understand that by you not talking about it, that doesn't mean it's it not gonna go happen. Away, yeah, it, it doesn't go away. Why would you want to prepare them for something after it's already happened to them? No, you need to make sure they know what's going on going mm-hmm. into this. So when they see this situation. They know how to react to it. They know how to respond. They're like, okay, so this is what mommy was talking about when she said everybody is not going to like you, and it's not because of something that you've done or something that you're going to do. It's just because of the color of your skin or your nationality. Baby, people are not going to like you just because you bleed how you believe. Yeah. It's that something. But what they, that's what the, they fail to realize. We all bleed red blood. Exactly. You know, but what she said on the um, the movie, whatever, it's the episode, I think, um, she was like, it's because of the ideas that mm-hmm. these other people have in their heads and, you know, the things that they've been taught. So I just feel like, you know, white people, as much as we don't want to admit it, they teach their children. Now, what they teach them, we don't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. I feel like we need to do the same. You know, they at home teaching their kids, okay, you protect yourself from black people. You know, you protect yourself, I feel like, with talking to black children, you protect yourself, you know, for you. anybody. You're a black man. You got to learn how to grow up and protect your family. You know, I feel like Absolutely. those things need to be taught. And just because there are a few blacks using it in a negative manner, that doesn't negate from the fact that we still need to be teaching it, but in a positive way. Like, exactly. somebody needs to say no. something about it. But you got to look at it from all the way. Not to cut you off, Chess. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You got to look at it from all the way around. Like, my old man was telling me the other day. He was like, man, you got a life bear policy on me? You got one on your dad, I mean, on your mom, on, on anybody else? And I was like, what you mean? Like, I'm looking at him like, nigga, I don't want you to die. You know what I'm saying? But he like, nah, he's like, look at how white people set up shit. That. He's like, how you think they keep it in the family? How you think they stay rich? Exactly. He's like, you pay this, you do that. Yep. You know what I mean? I pass, you get three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars, you're good. But it's like, there's certain things that are taught. 
And that's why I go back to what I was saying earlier. Like, a lot of, I hate to say this, but a lot of our people ain't ready to be parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? They out there just doing what they do. Oh, like, God. It's just what it is. I mean, it just is what it is, man. You get a lot of people that lay down. They just enjoying the, the sentiment of fucking. Excuse my French, but and then they have a baby, and it's then it's, that's where the friction comes in. Like nice. white people playing <laughs> shit, white people to be married. Me and Paul could be brothers, and we white, and we married to you. Mm-hmm. I die, he gonna marry you next, cause they gonna keep that that's shit in the, blood line. in the bloodline. You know what I mean? That's just how the shit goes. Like uh, it's crazy, but I'm saying they do that. They do. They really do that. They really, really do that. And it's crazy. I'm not saying that we have to do that, but what I'm saying is, everything for them is like support and like we celebrate winning you know what i mean like but mm-hmm. within us it's kind of like you you get hatred within your own people but then a lot of times we feel like oh, oh we can't never shit. win we can't never this that and other it's because of and us. you win oh, when you're you trying really to tell you know what i mean like yeah, and i mean i know we're going outside of shooting right now but i'm just being real like it is what it is we got to start being more about us like it's okay to say black lives matter Shit, they believe white lives matter, exactly. Chinese exactly. life matter, Cop Asian lives matter. White period. power, black it's power. Like, it's okay for us to say that, and the reason why I say that is because if we don't, who will? Yeah, if we don't say black lives matter, who gonna say it? But yeah. you know what's crazy? People try to say that we're racist. We cannot be racist. Ain't no way. We're not in the position of power. How fuck racism, we racist? And they say directly white powers on power, like as far <laughs> as having control, the financial means, the the power to be um, subjective. We don't have that. No, we don't. So we can't be racist, but we can be for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can be pro-black, but that does not mean I'm anti-white. Yeah. I Straight think up. just needs to be a little bit more. And I got a bunch. I mean, I'm not saying this to be funny because I know it's going to I got a bunch of white friends. I do too. A bunch of Hispanic friends. Asian, Chinese, El Salvadorian, Cuban, I everything. I can go down the line. Whatever you're looking for, we got it. I stayed in Midland, Texas, so I didn't have no choice. You know what I'm saying? Germans at Heights. You got to look at it for what it is, man, but it's nothing wrong with uplifting your people. Like, there's nothing wrong with seeing K winning and saying, hey, man, you winning with your fitness. You winning with this. There's nothing wrong with saying you winning with your... Because I cheer my girl on. Like, it's nothing wrong with saying, like... I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, but we get scrutinized because, like, all they care about is their self. But it's nothing... Like, if you see another white person and they congratulate another white person, they don't get the same scrutiny, like, the scrutiny that we get. Let me chime in on that, too, as well. I don't... I don't think we get scrutinized. I think what the problem is, we don't want somebody su- to surpass us. Mm. This shit is ridiculous, man. You can see what Rick Facts. Ross said. I hate to keep quoting this nigga. Hurricanes go get it. It's good you as fuck. It. It's but good. For real, real talk. Just say we you don't hate, hate it. to see someone else move faster than how we move. It's a and crab in a bucket, it's dog. It's a crab in the fucking bucket mentality. Like, man, I, I, I'm gonna give you, uh, before you go, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you, I MC. I've been rapping. I've been doing whatever forever. It's the same within this room. You can be an MC or a DJ within this field in Houston. It could be a DJ that's 50 years old and he still got a name. Mm. He's not going to put you on and say, man, such and such is hard as fuck. Because at the end of the day, he feel like that's going to leave him out. But in, if you really look at it in retrospect, if you say, hey, such and such is hard as fuck and I'm fucking with you, your name is still grasped with mine. You know what I mean? So how am I leaving you behind when we're doing the same thing together? But that's the world. And it, it could be in the hair field. It could be in the makeup but field. It could be in whatever field. at one time. Exactly. So if there's two events at the same day, you mean to tell me you're not going to pass that off to somebody else? Exactly. You can't work both of them. And that's why I always shout out my brother Kane. Some people try to take man, it off I, Man, I always, Kane, MC Kane, MC Major, myself, like, I always shot them out. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it at the end of the day, like, Kane has hit me before and be like, hey, bro, I'm over here. I know you as such and such. 
You know what I mean? Like, I got somebody that's coming through trying to do after hours. I'm going to shoot them to you. They're going to pay you some money for late night. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. I shoot him the same way. I shoot mate. That's just love within people. But when you got other people, some people just have that in them. Mm-hmm. And you can't take that from them. Some people have that hatred in them that that discern. Like, some people it's just have that in them. them and, and I don't you understand why. I, don't, I just don't get why. Like, I, I would never raise my kids like that. Honestly, people don't realize you can go a lot further with other people. To go fast, you go alone. To mm-hmm. go far, you go as a group. And it's that simple. Um, by mm-hmm. lifting someone else mm-hmm. up, you do realize that they can reach down and pull you up exactly. to, to where you are, to where you need that. to be. Like some people, but I think it's it's the people that have come before us because there are some people that you know <coughs> have gotten all that help from You're people, right. and you get up there and then you forget. Where so that, that leads that, that hatred kind of sort of in people's heart. You know, I'm never going to help nobody else again. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to do this again because, you know, they forgot such about me. Such you such know, such just yeah. really because you had a bad experience, but that doesn't mean, you know, everybody is like that. Like, I feel like there's room for everybody to eat. There's room man. for everybody It is, man. You, you, you know how I many, like, Houston mm-hmm. is big as fuck. And not just Houston, it's the world is big as fuck. Like, you got to get to a point to where I posted that the other day. I was like, your lane is not my lane. My lane is not yours but I can support you just like you can support me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can hit me right now and be like, man, I'm selling hella T-shirts. Why am I hate on you and I don't sell T-shirts? That's you know what I mean? Like, what are you like, what am I even in the same field, bro. What is like, it's not about? hard for me to say, hey, man, you need shirts? Well, holler at my dude. Or holler at my girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, if you say, oh, you need an MC? Holler at my dude. Holler at my girl. Oh, you need somebody on the, You want to be a guest on the podcast? Holler at Paul. It's, but within our culture, and I hate to say that, like, some people can get mad, they can get angry, but in our culture, people hate on each other for no reason. Why? Because I don't have what you have. First I'm of all, you, you, you count the next person's pockets, you don't know what they actually have going exactly. on. Especially people are perpetrating the fraud media. always. There's always a facade. Half a man got a pot to and, piss in or the window throw it out of Exactly. <laughs> and, you don't, and then even when someone does have it, you don't know what it took for them to get to that point. Exactly. You don't know what they sacrificed and what they dealt with to get what they have right now. Exactly. They bust their ass. You wanted to come overnight. They've been working 30 years for this. But you know what made me? You just realizing who they are. They been knew who they was. Just like you just decided, okay, I want to rap two months ago. And you expected pop. Now you got to put the work in. You got to shake hands. You got to go perform. Yeah. You you got to be your own street team until you get one. Lazy. Yeah, today's times made them like that. They can be mad. I mean, it is what it is. I come from an era, like I say, when we were signed. We were selling music out the trunk. We were doing, like I said, 22 cities and five nights in Texas, traveling from here to Miami, traveling from here to Arizona, from here to Nevada, from here to Rhode Island. I never in life thought I'd see Rhode Island. You know what I mean? But just traveling, doing different things like that with music and selling, talking to people, shaking people's hands, in people's faces you never thought you would talk to. Making connections. Exactly. Now today... Those same connections that I have, even if ain't no album out, I can call right now and say, hey, man, I'm coming to Rhode Island. I'm just going to come to the radio. They're going to let you come through. Mm-hmm. But it's a difference when today, like, the internet made it. The internet made it so yep. easy. Like, you ain't got to see my face. It's you know how many, how many artists right now, I'm just being honest, how many artists right now can you listen to their song, but you ain't never seen their face and you don't know who the fuck they are? A lot of them. It's a bunch of them. Major 9, I listen to him every day. I don't know who the hell dude is. I mean, I know who <laughs> Young Blue dude. is off of seeing, you know, on the internet, but this is not somebody I see, like, in my city or in, in person. I'm just saying, think about it like when we grew up, right? Well, I'm a little older, but I'm saying when we grew up, if you listen to Pac or you listen to Biggie or you listen to Eminem or DMX, 
or Dre or Snoop, you knew exactly who they were when you heard them. You know what I mean? Because of what it was. Now everybody sound the same. Everybody doing the same thing. And then on top of that, the internet has made it like so easy for everybody. So it's kind of like that's kind of the world we live in. Everything is easy, and if it's not easy, then nobody want to do it. Yeah, and then social media. That social. Speaking of social media, this is why we're so desensitized. We will see someone be murdered Mm -hmm. on our timelines, and Instagram won't remove it. Hmm. You show a half a titty on Instagram, and they. Oh, you're violating our policies. That's super facts. But mm-hmm. I literally just watched a man be murdered on my timeline repeatedly, and it's being shared over and over and over, and nobody did nothing to get rid of it. But let one of these white people be murdered. Let what? Let the actual oh, video be of a cop shooting someone. So oh, it got to go. It they're cannot it be on the internet. But when it's black on black crime, or even a white person shooting a black person. It is what it is. Let me ask y'all something real quick. Okay. So, Chush, your dad is a cop. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how things get covered up pretty quickly when an officer of the law commits a crime, a heinous crime. How do you feel about that, knowing that, you know, your dad is a cop? I'm pretty sure he instilled values in you as far as what to do, what not to do, procedures. Yeah. Um, you mean as far as, like... From from what perspective? Like what he teaches? From the please don't shoot to the hands up to the. Um, the how can we prevent that? You know, ooh. from us not getting gunned down out here in the street. Well, okay. I know I know what he does. Um, I, I remember a situation. He was saying that he has a partner, or he had a partner. It was a white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pulled somebody over, and he was giving that person a hard time. You know, my dad is all. He's always been an outspoken person. Mm-hmm. So he stepped in. It was just like, bro, you ain't even got to do all that shit. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, get his ID. If he got it, he ain't got it. If he, you know, just leave him alone. You see, he got it. he in his work truck. Hmm. He trying to go get some money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He ain't doing nothing illegal. You know what I'm saying? Him. You know, he was just like, you're doing too much. You know, he was like, and then it started raining, and the man made the made him get out his truck and walk in the rain. And my dad was just went and picked him up and was like, bro, where you going? You know what I'm saying? So you need more he cops like guys. that that's going to be like, all right, you know, you're doing too much. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, um... With situations like that, is it's, uh, it's it's not difficult, but he looks at it more in more detail. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because this is his job, and it, this is these are my people. You right. know what I mean? So he has to look at it from a, you know what I'm saying? From you know these are my people aspect, and then also technically what's happening, what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, so he kind of tries to, you know, explain that to people because a lot of times we get laws and shit mixed up and we think we know and we don't know, we just mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know, I won't say he played the field, both fields, but he kind of let us know, inform us on what we should know. And then on the other end with his colleagues, you know, st- stop doing stupid shit. Hmm. And I really feel like that's what it takes. It takes yeah. police to police police yeah you know what i'm saying like it's because happen, we can't I was thinking that in my head for you said that though there needs to be like some type of an extra person or something like a neutral exactly. person Ain't gonna but like, what i will say but, but you know why it won't happen that goes why? they're so close-knit and they exactly. ride for each other so if you're the one person who's speaking out against mm-hmm. the agency guess what happens to you you black yeah, 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 you out of exactly there. Right. You're fired. You watch they American put you Gangster, with the right? shitty ass. Mm-hmm. You know they put you on the shitty ass calls. Yeah. You get Gangster the calls Americans. that don't nobody want. Like you know, yeah. they they torture you. They make you the outcast. Yeah. They well, haze you well, even American as a Gangster, police officer. The dude found like a million dollars in the trunk. 
right? And they went and turned it in because the one cop wanted to turn it in, make it like the bust of his life. The other cop was like, "Nah, we ain't turning this in. We gonna keep this money." Mm-hmm. They turned it in, so they looked at them like, "God, cops of y'all, like y'all turned in a million dollars. What the fuck you kept?" You know what I'm saying? So they now they looking at them like they crooked. Mm-hmm. So from then on out, even though the other cop retired and became like an investigator. This cop, they look at him like, man, I don't fuck with you. There's mm-hmm. something about you, like, you different. Even so you got to kind of look at the situation like, they're not going to ever, if me and Paul cops right now, and he go shoot somebody, we got a badge of honor. We got a code of honor. You think I'm going to get to a point right now to where I'm going to be like, oh, you shot him and you did it on purpose. Especially, we've been working together 10 years. I'm not going to die and not I'm do that. You know what I'm oh saying? I'm not going to die on my dude. Damn it, Paul. You ain't got no hoodie on this shirt. <laughs> so he basically trying to tell me I'm the white dude. Bruh. <laughs> I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find your ass at your little chick house and it's going down. No, but at the end of the day, not, I mean, it's like if you work with somebody. You go to work right now. You might not be cool with everybody, but it's going to be two or three people that you rock with. Mm-hmm. Some go on in that situation at that job. And if they wrong, be like, girl, they said such a, you're not going to tell them that. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with a cop. And they got a super badge of honor. You know what I mean? But like she said, police got to police each other. If you're wrong, you're fucking wrong. I don't give a damn. You shoot a white, black, Asian, Indian, Chinese, Dominican, Cuban, whatever it is. If you're wrong, you're wrong. It's just that simple like. Yeah. But that also goes along with what we talking about last week. There's a sense of power when you have a badge. You know what I mean? And a gun. And a gun. You know, there's a sense of entitlement. But why... I get that, but at the same time... Because half of them were squares in high school. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, you that's know, you're okay, These are people who've never honest. had power. That's what I'm saying. So now you feel like, oh, yeah. you, 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 you the gun, now you have Oh, you a power. man now? I'm a yeah. man without it. But why are you so threatened? You know, my thing is, why are they so threatened in their cases that, you know, black people have been killed due to gun violence and there's turns out there was no weapon? You know, we don't mm-hmm. have whatever you perceive that we have on us, but you fear us, you I, know? That's the thing. You're intimidated. Right. And you're saying, I'm fearing for my life. I literally just spoke on this. How are you going to fear for your life and you have a gun pointed at me and I'm the I civilian? I wasn't trained for this. You were. You're trained to act under pressure. God damn it. I ain't never been in this situation. You fucking right, I'm scared. Right. You you goddamn right, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm pissed off. How do you expect me to contain my anger, but you're not containing yours? You don't think that grandpa told him something back in the day? Like, you watch all them Negroes and them blacks. Niggers. they do something to you. No, not Negroes. Nice. Niggers. Okay. And you watch spicks. all them niggas and them backs and them spicks and, and them cubes, whatever it is. You and then when they see it, they pull that gun. The first move you make, it is what it is. But. Again, the training need to be different. You would actually yeah, be surprised um, how the lack of the lack of understanding between our worlds. You, you'd be surprised how big of a difference it is. Super difference. Even just a regular. I can say something to y'all right now, and y'all know what I'm saying. It's this girl I've been hanging out with, a white girl. And I said something to her the other day. She was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean. I think I said, girl, she said something funny. And I was like, girl, I'm not about to play with you. And she was like, wait, what did I say? Wait, what did I, you like, what, what does that mean? And I was she like, wasn't raised <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know. She's not, but, from, your, she not right, from your room. Right, that's what I was going to say. We're, we're raised differently. There's a lot of things that we're accustomed to that they literally have They're absolutely lost Like, I can tell Paul right now, we could be drinking and we'd be laughing. He'd be like, man. Look at that dude over there. So I'd be like, man, shut your whole ass up. <laughs> no, so I'm joking. Yeah. But and now you tell somebody else, and I'd be like, I'm not really a hoe. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's the realm of where we come from. Like, 
I mean, and it's hard, it's tough, but it's the realm of where we come from. But <laughs> when it comes to death and murder, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fine line, man. Because it's a lot of times, like, I've heard some people be like, man, a black dude could just be still. No, because we'd be still a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if I'm not posing you no threat, I've watched so many different videos. I've watched a white dude go off and fight cops. And I mean, literally, you hear fuck me? you, I'm not getting arrested, don't touch me. And they tase him or chase him down because they don't feel like a threat. Guys. But it's something about a black dude. But what I will say is situational yeah. because each person is different. So just like that white guy spazzed out, he could have had a cop who was calm yeah. versus this black guy who didn't do shit. He had a cop who was already on edge. He already True. felt like he needed a drink. And his wife at home tripping because he didn't work this double shift. Mm-hmm. And, God damn it, I'm sick of you. You won't let the window all the way down. Why? You hiding some? No, because I don't have to. Hmm. Oh, you don't have to? I got some for you. Oh, sir, can you step out the vehicle? Why? I don't have to. Mm-hmm. What am I being charged with? Mm-hmm. Now you feel like, oh, you want to be a smart ass. We ain't gonna talk about cop pulling. You're not gonna get out. That happens like once a month. And literally, I watched cop pull the window. Like (laughs) the guy had the window cracked, so he could talk to him. And he was like, "Oh well, I want the window all the way down for my safety." He was like, "And I want it up for my safety." Like that's my thing. Like you got the the bat, the. You got your baton, a taser, you got a gun. You got mace. First of all, you approach me. Like, let's start from you got out your car, you know, to approach Mm -hmm. me. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. come up. What's up, officer? Let me get your gun. You know, that's not how again again. Do y'all know where we stay? You know where we live. Yeah, America. I mean, racism has never stopped. There are rules enforced. So I got pulled over like two months ago. And I got pulled over in a little country town. And so, like, it was a white girl came to my window. And I was like, oh, shit. My dad always told me, he was like, before they even get to your car, call me. Just call me. And have all your shit out, too. And I didn't, but I didn't call him right away. So she came to my window. And I was just like, okay. She was was being kind of rude a little bit. And so when she went back to run my ID and everything, like, I called my dad real quick. And another cop pulled up, and I don't think they understand. And my dad was like, "That's for their safety." But don't, what don't about you, my safety? But don't you understand? Two Use cops pulling up on me—that makes me uncomfortable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so when she came back to my window, she still had attitude. And I was like, "My pops on the phone. Look, you know." And I gave her all his information. She was just like, oh, "Okay." And so she like talked to him real quick, and she came back, and she was like, "Let me just give you a warning this time. If I, if my dad wasn't on the phone, that could have been a completely different hmm. situation." But that's that connection with the protection. I like that. Connection with the protection, you know, Thanks. because you know some parents just even with school, like you know, but a teacher her dad know, is a cop. That's what I'm saying. But it just I ain't got on, that privilege. No, not even that. They be but giving just me in, hell. in all different kind of situations. Like there were certain teachers that knew that they could not fool with me because this mama yeah. cares. Yeah, Facts. you know, like yeah. they and know you, if, if there's so somebody right. around this person that, that cares, they're they really care. not gonna mess with you. You know, they'll go to the. The slums of the neighborhoods, you know what it yeah, is. Yeah, Kamal, I feel what you're saying on that. That can be kind of suppressing right there. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, everybody. Make sure y'all check us out at Talk Back to Me podcast on Wednesday. Please Don't Shoot is a most definitely controversial topic that we all need to pay attention to. We'll be right back with a word from Jelly. <laughs> Back, 
Talk Back to Me podcast powered by The Core 94. She's been burning up the charts every week. Make sure y'all check out Ears to the Streets. What you got for us coming up? Uh, (laughs) So today, um, I want to talk to y'all on a serious note. Um, So in the city of Houston, welcome Paul, first of all. Amen. Uh, You know, I'm loving this. Oh. Yes, nigga, oh, Paul. I'm just asking. I, I didn't hear you. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be hot tomorrow. She got gangsta. Okay. She sounded the nice. Then she got real gangsta. Yes, welcome, Paul, first of all. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm enjoying this weather. But uh, I'm happy that the summer has, you know, come to a close because people are so reckless in the summer. Like, I don't know what the fuck been going on, what's in the water. Like, these young guys, there was literally just a store clerk in southeast Houston who was murdered. There were, like, a group of guys who walked into the store with, like Halloween mask on, mm-hmm. and they just started shooting. They opened fire. They ain't even robbed the place or nothing. Mm-hmm. And wow. there's another individual who passed away from trying to stop someone from snatching someone's purse. And it's just like, okay, so at what point do you say, do I really have to take this person's life over some material shit? Like, they mm-hmm. worked hard to have whatever it is that they have. Or even if it was a small dispute, like, y'all disagreed on something and you feel like taking their life is the only option, like, how do you come to that? Mm-hmm. Since when did we become so careless and with so much disregard for human life? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous, and it's scary to know that we are living in this moment, we are raising children in this moment, and that this is something that we have to live through. Are we going to be on top at the end of this? Like, are we going to learn from this and grow from this? Or is this going to be the end of us? Because if we are killing, we're killing our past, we're killing our presence, and we're killing our future. Because if everybody is dying out right now, our black men are dying right now, how are we going to procreate? How do we have children? And what standard are we setting for our children? Is this the world that you want to birth a child into? Ain't come to mix babies. Hmm. Ain't come the damn mixed babies. But that's okay. Hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with the mixed babies. Not, nothing at but all. But so. it also takes from our people, you know. Yeah, yes, true. I have a mixed child. I'm a mother of a mixed child. But at the end of the day, he is still a little black boy. That's and I'm teaching true. him that you will grow into a black man. Better yet, an amazing black man. Yeah. And you will not be a murderer. You will not be a robber. Because people work too hard for this shit. If you want it, go bust your ass and you go get you you. I don't give a damn if you got to have three jobs. Which is ridiculous that you would have to have multiple jobs to have a decent life. Mm -hmm. That's the world we live in. You understand what I'm saying? Like, minimum wage is fucking $7.25. People's rents are fucking $800 for a one bedroom. Eleven hundred dollars for a one bedroom, depending on where you're trying to stay. That's what I was about to say. And then it's not in a nice area. People go to school and go broke to get this degree, but you can't even get a job in the field that your degree is in because you don't have experience. I thought I went to school to bypass this experience phase. This is my experience. I learned how to do this job. This is my trade. This is what I was trained to do, and I still can't get a job in this field, and I'm stuck doing something that I don't want to do, something that I'm not passionate about. And then you wonder why we have so many young men feeling like, fuck school. What is that you can't get get a job? What is it going to do for me? Because of your skin color. Them other people make 
connections. First of all, <laughs> and that's another thing. Make the connections. Stop being afraid to be the smartest one in the room. Mm-hmm. Stop being afraid to be the loudest. Stop being afraid to be you and speak up. Because at the end of the day, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. And while you're so busy trying to snatch crumbs off the next man plate, you're knocking yours over. Every time you reach, you're scooting off the table a little more. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like we have to be we have to be more mindful mm-hmm. of our place and the role that everyone else plays in our lives. Even the most minuscule, the store clerk. You know, this is someone that people see daily. You know, there are children who walk to corner stores, you know, yeah. every day after school or whenever and get their snacks, and they form a bond with this person. It's just like the barbershop. Yeah. You go to their barbershop, you learn your life lessons in that shop. I literally just told my uncle who owns a shop, uh, shout out to AJ's Barbershop, 2705 <laughs> Nice um, <laughs> But, yeah, you know, I literally just told my uncle, like, you have watched so many children go through puberty, into adolescence, you know, into adulthood. You've literally watched this transition. You've watched it with me as a barbershop baby. And you've formed bonds with these children that they don't have with their parents. Like, you can talk to them about shit, and you teach them things that their parents aren't teaching them. It's the same with the store clerk. It's the same with the old lady who be in the front, you know, cleaning her yard up, doing her gardening every day. Mm-hmm. You walk past her every day and you say, oh, hey, good morning, how you doing? Hmm. You don't even greet your mama with, hey, good morning, how you doing? That's a, well, you know, people mm-hmm. people have to understand that everybody plays a role in your life. Yeah. Even anybody you just passing on the street. I could flash a smile at you and you'd be like, oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Or I could mug you and I could change your whole day. You're going to feel like, what the fuck I did to that bitch? What's wrong with her? But you know what, what changed, you know what changed Jelly? Like, my dad didn't grow up, like, in a little town called Brookshire. My mom grew up in a little town called Midway, Madisonville. A lot of the stories that I hear them tell is, like, you couldn't fuck up at school. Reason being, your teacher going to put something on your ass first. Mm-hmm. Teacher, then your neighbor. Then, Everybody then your neighbor, you pass on your way then home. Then your auntie, if you get your there, way. your uncle. Then when your mom and daddy get there, you're going to really get it. If somebody puts something on your kid ass right now, what's going to happen? Being honest. We fighting. Okay. Yeah. My mom used nah, to let me. Nah, I'm just, nah, hold on. No, I, I want I'm, y'all to be honest. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Right now, if they call you right now and say, well, the principal saw your son doing something wrong, he paddled the shit out of him. What you going to do? So, paddled the shit is not going to get from discipline. If they paddled him, what, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. We're not going to paddle my no, child. Okay. Because my son, don't get, my son doesn't get whoopings. As okay, so that's that's the difference. So, but, but wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can discipline him. But you're not gonna beat him. I didn't say beat. No, paddle the shit out of him. He might get. He might get two or three licks. Okay, you can pop pop. And but that goes for the relationship you have with my child and the relationship you have with me. This isn't just a stranger, you know, saying, "Oh, I'm a do to your child." If my child's teacher called me right now and says, "Kai's cutting up in this class, and I'm finna take him in this restroom and get him together," okay, what you calling me for? Because this is the relationship that she has with my child. She is his mother. You one out of a million. Hmm? You one out of a million. But no, she's his mother. When I'm not there, I'm just saying you're one out of a million. She's my child. I don't. I'm not. I'm not discounting what you're saying. But you're one out of a million. So just like when my child is crying at school and he's uncomfortable, she will pick him up. She will call to him. Hey, Kyle, what's wrong? And then she'll talk to him, and she'll calm him down. And then she'll let me know, hey, Kyle was having a rough day. Um, I averted the crisis, so we're good. But uh, just letting you know, this is what happened with the baby. Mm-hmm. 
He's saying that it's one in a million. I feel it, like it, it really it is. is one in a million, but it's so, but it should it be the standard. More, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It needs to be more of that. I feel like parents should be able to have that relationship. Not necessarily that you feel that you need to put your hands on my child, but if it is to that extent, we have a relationship to where either I come up there and I handle my child myself, but there's mm-hmm. some type of communication to where if you see something wrong that needs to be corrected right then and there, mm-hmm. you're made aware of it. Either you Straight can correct up. it or you can have me to come in and correct it. But if you just continuously let my child keep acting up in school. He's going to keep doing the problem. It. And that's why I say, I remember because being you a, don't demand that respect. I remember He's being not right. afraid of you. I remember being it's in me. sixth grade. My dad used to play dominoes with his partners. One of his partners, her auntie, was a teacher in my school, Miss Smith. Miss Smith was a savage. You better not look, say, do anything wrong. She called my dad and was like, hey, Mr. Davis, he he doing what he do. He a class clown, you know. He said, what you calling me for? Handle that shit. So she took me in the corner, handled that shit, and I started again. He was like, well, I'm on my way. Handle it together. But the reason why I'm saying that is because not just y'all. Y'all might have a different opinion. You know how many people right now, if somebody say something. Out. Exactly. And that's, Don't say shit to my child. Exactly. Because you got me but fucked that's up. But that's why we got to police. You over there cooning. The you cooning exactly. and clowning. And children. this is why this baby feel like shit. Now, if they're doing something out of the ordinary, that's yeah, cool. I understand. But that's why when some. you said we need to police ourselves, again, we need to police our community. I went to school at Madison High School. It was a black community. We mm-hmm. had some Hispanics, but it was a black community. It wasn't mm-hmm. a way in hell. Like, my mom and dad had relationship with teachers. Like, hey, he get the trip and get on his ass. It is what it is. Because I'm not leaving work to it, come up there. It is I what it is. To. But you can't do that in today's times. You, you sure know why? Can. Don't touch my kid. You, you better can. not but put that's it. You better problem. not say nothing. You and want that's this issue. woman to be with your child eight hours out of a day. That's eight hours saying, out of a day. This a woman has your child. They with you as much as you This man has your child. Exactly. So with that being said, if your child is cutting up for eight hours continuously throughout the day, what do you expect this woman to do? Hey, listen. And it's not just your child in the room. I coach basketball, bro. Yeah. I coach your basketball. Child is up, your child is cutting up, and now his friend is cutting up. Now this friend is cutting up, and you mean to tell me I'm supposed to sit there and just say, no, hey, that's not okay. Ain't it's one in a million, that. though. Oh, we're not going to do that. No, take his ass, put him in that corner, and get him right. You got a son. You got a son. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, I coach AAU. From the beginning of practice, when we start for the season, I said, everybody in the bleachers, I let them know, hey, you might hear some shit that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. You might see me say some shit that you don't want to hear. Or you might not like it. It's all for the love of your kid. I'm not going to mm-hmm. ever harm them or hurt them, mm-hmm. but I'm going to treat them just like if you in the room. You know what I mean? And I tell them that for the, the simple fact of you get a lot of parents. I done got a lot of white parents be like, Coach Davis be tripping. But at the end of the day, when they leave here, they're going to be a better person than what they was when they came. Yeah, but we also you know used I mean? to have teachers that had that effect on us. They didn't have to do much. You know what I'm saying? Just to see your teacher walk in a room was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Ms. Johnson just walked up in here. True. You know, so we used to have those. We used to have, not fear, but there was a respect, respect. There was a for respect. teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have that now. And, you know, teachers are younger and younger. I was just reading a post the other day. It was like, damn, was you know what I'm saying? All my friends' teachers. Was my teachers out getting drunk and doing drugs <laughs> and shit, too, when we was in school? Probably. And, I mean, but no. I would hear teach, that when shit. we were younger, our teachers were older. You know what I'm saying? They had, like, children and grandchildren. You they know? had their vices, too. We just didn't know. I mean, yeah, 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 but they knew how to raise children. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the difference now, you know, uh, our teachers, the people that's keeping our kids, they're younger, you know what I mean? And they still out having fun and they doing their thing, have too. Children. Yeah. A lot of them don't have children, yeah. so... Yeah. You know, it's kind of different. You don't know mm-hmm. what's going to mold this child. Yep. You know, what what's needed. I used to get mad To build character. I had basketball practice at a certain time or whatever, or whatever practice at Brentwood, wherever. And Dr. Reed, like, we had block schedule. So, like, you have four this day, four today, you know. 
So, like, on her days, she was my last class. And she's like, Ernest, come here, let me holler at you. And I'm like, what's going on? I need you to get all seven of them bags and pack them to my van. I'm like, fuck. Mm. I'm going to be late. I got to run. But as you get older now, you realize as a young man, you're like, damn, I did all that for a reason. Like, she was she was helping mold me as a man outside mm-hmm. of what my parents was doing. Mm-hmm. She just passed the other day. I had, like, 50 people on it. It was like, man, Dr. Reed was an asshole. Dr. Reed was this. But all of them had to eventually come back and say, but the asshole was right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, because she wrote letters for me. Like, she did everything that I needed her to do for me to get into school. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, into college and do what I need. But you don't have those no more. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing it just for a check. They don't really care about these kids. They don't really care about themselves. These kids don't care about themselves. They're disrespectful. And I was getting there, too. And that's why I said we got to police ourselves. These parents have to say, hey, once you get to that school, this lady shouldn't be calling me saying, well, I'm trying to talk to him, but he's not listening and he's careless and he has no regard for what I'm telling him. No bullshit. You get your ass in there and you're going to listen to what this lady is saying and you're going to take it to her. It's a meme going around right now. You seen the meme? You you be arguing with with the teachers when you know your kid bad as hell. (laughs) I'm not going to argue that. Because at the end of the day, there needs to you be some bad too, what he's doing. No, was I've never gotten in trouble. That's what I'm school. talking about. I'm dude. talking about never gotten suspended. No, mm. no you? discipline issues. Look. No, I had it all. No, Maya had her. But I've literally never. I clowned outside of school. Then I was I never class clown. school. Yeah, See, I, I yeah. can't lie to you. But I, I was that was me. I, I had like mine was the opposite. I felt a little bit free at school because Mama wasn't there. That Mama Bear, you know, but. When I was outside of school, you know, I had to, you know, maintain my posture or whatever. But I feel like um, I had, you know, in elementary, when I did have the older teachers, I did get the paddle. You know, I went from teacher, daycare, mama, three Mm -hmm. whoopers in one day. And it was like um, a lot of people, they actually knew, you know. Kamaya's gonna get a whooping. You know, they, my daycare lady is mm. like, let me see your report card. Like, you know, you she's bad. I, I come home, you know, I got a sad face, you know, let me see your report card or whatever, which I always had grace. My thing was my conduct. Oh, conduct. I'm very smart. My but conduct my just started saying know, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and it was like they, they understood that, but I appreciated that village. And I just feel like, even though the teachers are younger, we just got to remind them, like, hey, yeah. this this is what kind of worked back in the day. So we need to incorporate that. I'm not really sure people how they, too damn they teach you. Man, yeah. we go away from that shit. But, but if you really like, think you know, about it, even at home, old people, old people trainers work. But the government yeah. don't want <laughs> you whooping your child. They will take your child for whooping them, but then go give them to a fucking pedophile or somebody who's going to abuse them and starve them to death. No, bitch, mm-hmm. run me me. Yeah. Like, don't touch my child. She said, run me me. Give, bring him exactly. home back home, and I'm going to whoop his ass Myself. again. Yeah. I'm going to whoop him again, and I'm going to send him to school, and he going to do right. But that's the thing. I feel like if you hmm. place that fear within your child from, you I know, have all these people high. surrounded, you know, by your child, they, they'll yes. know that I'm protected, and I don't have to act out in this way, and somebody that doesn't have my best interests, they're not going to harm me, you know, because mm-hmm. I got people around me that love me and that, you know, cares about my well-being, know that I know the law, you know, mm-hmm. when I do get pulled over, you, you know, facts. mom has taught me this, you know, I know what to say, I know yeah. how to act because these people exactly. have instilled this mm-hmm. in me versus me not knowing anything and now I'm just acting out of character yeah. and then I'm more accessible to being harmed. Yeah. I had a fear of embarrassment too, though, like like what we were talking about with it, military. Yeah. My dad is 6'5", 225, Probably very white, deep voice. He ain't have to say too much to me. Oh, yep. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, hey, fuck you doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, don't don't embarrass me and your mama because you embarrass me, I'm gonna embarrass you. I know you like So like, that. I'm kind of like, all right, <laughs> so like, even at the yeah. game, like, you I could be like hooping. I might score 30, but if my man score 15, 
Your ass walking home. He scored half of what you scored. So, like, in the game, I'm like, oh, daddy, shut up. But it taught me certain things. So when I got older and I would be out and I would see some of my friends doing shit like, man, they smoking, they popping pills, they drinking, they mm-hmm. talking crazy to women. I'm like, man, y'all, y'all, y'all daddy must don't care because my yeah. daddy will come out here right now and slap the piss out of me in front of everybody. Yeah. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go the opposite way. It all but that's, but strong. that's a part of policing. Yeah. Your kids see all that. Yeah. Like, Kai knows my mama with shits. But he also knows my mama is a nurturer. Like, you know, I coddle my son Straight up. because there's going to be a point where he's not going to allow me to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah. not going to want mommy's hugs and kisses all the time. He's not going to want to lay under me all the time. He's going to want so girls I'm going to take, take what I can, yeah. what, what I can get while I got it. And his dad is the same way. His daddy is a straight asshole. I'm talking the man will click out in a heartbeat. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that bro will add his bitch out behind something small. But when it comes to that baby... I never sees that side. He whooped my baby one day and cried after he whooped him. And I was like, yep, that's it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, I know I have to discipline my son and I have to teach him these life lessons, but it breaks my heart to yeah. have to, you know, reprimand him. My mom used to tell me that I'm doing this because I love you. And I used to turn you around, you don't it. love me. Yeah. You got a belt in your hand. <laughs> you love But he don't get whoopings with belts or nothing like that. He just hop off. Like, you know, like, Give my mama, she understand. So after my last little heist, ninth grade, goddamn you know, heist, that. goddamn heist. <laughs> after heist, and I started my new life at Lamar. Um, oh, new life. To Lamar, huh? It was yeah. I graduated from Lamar. Redskins. One of our rivals. Okay, Redskins. Oh, I'm a Madison Marlins, so you know that's one of our rivals. You know, I understand. We hated anyway, them with a passion. Um, yes, we did too. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah that. Lamar oh, okay. Uh, hey, Lamar senior <laughs> girls went down. We were doing all those LSG. parties. This is fact. She know what it is, though. She, what she, what she just called it? I wasn't. She know what it was. She know what it is. Exactly. But I remember when it got to a point when my mom realized that beating her is not is not getting through to her anymore. And I feel like nowadays we got to incorporate it, but it needs to be. More discipline, but more conversations had in the black home. A lot of people, you know, we walk around, I feel like in black homes, they have blinders on. They don't want to talk about certain things, you know, they ain't gonna I went through this. You, yeah, like we, we're not finna talk about it. Run it. Because it's gonna open <laughs> up a can of worms, but I just feel like if, if you open it up, then you know who it came from. You know, just like I'm pretty sure y'all watch Power. I mm. was thrown mm. off by the last episode. But yeah, just um, make sure y'all tune into the latest Power episode, and it'll give you a, a really. <laughs> A nice perspective of how certain people or parents feel like which route they should take. And mm. Tasha yeah. like fuck it. Hey man, <laughs> tune man. In, tune in. gangsters. Yeah, y'all make sure y'all tune into that. So Jelly, we're gonna center it right back to you. Go ahead and close out. What would you do better to actually not only educate your children on police brutality and what's going on in the world right now? What what steps would you take? It's not necessarily police brutality that I'm beefing about. What I just feel beefing? like. <clears throat> We're killing more of ourselves than they're killing of us. It's just mm. more publicized when they do it mm-hmm. because we're doing their job for them. Mm. So stop doing their job for them. Um, value one another. Learn to love your people. Like even if you don't necessarily care for them, you can still love them. You can still say, you know what? At the end of the day, we in this together. Respect them. We mm. we have to work together if we intend to go far. And it's that simple. You know, have more regard for human life. And be more compassionate towards others. 
you know, but uh, this is Jelly with your ear to the streets. Don't talk back to me, podcast. Yeah, yeah. She most definitely summed it up, summed it up, y'all. Make sure y'all check her out, Jelly. Just type it in on Instagram. It's real simple to pull up. I tell y'all that every week. Just do it. Ears to the streets, hashtag talk back to me podcast. We'll be right back with a word from Chelsea. Back to Me podcast, powered by the Core 94. We most definitely got some entertaining but inspirational content coming from Chelsea with her Where's the Wine? What you got for us today? I don't know if it's going to be inspirational today. <laughs> no, so my question earlier was, have y'all ever been in a situation where somebody tries to give you advice or talk to you about yourself and they don't really know you? Um, and it's really just their perception of you, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, they try to say, oh, God told me or my spirit told me or I just feel like this is something that, you know, what I'm saying you would relate to and you should do this differently or do this better. But they don't really know you like that to be trying to tell you how to be or, you know, what I'm saying or what to change. Um, so I want to know because I experienced that this week and, I, you know. So, have y'all ever been in that situation? If you have, how did you handle it? I feel like you should suck my dick. <laughs> Hashtag, get her a shirt. Oh, I feel like you should do this. I feel like you should. I feel like you should suck my dick. Yeah. Don't forget the boss. Mm-hmm. Get the nuts. You know, I feel like a lot of times it's it's people who are like heavily in church that do that. It's it's kind of a a judgmental thing, you know, and they try to cover it up and say, oh my spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, the Holy Spirit led me to tell you this. Spirit in a talk. real nice, nasty spirit talk type sometimes. Of no, spirit, talk. spirit talk, because spirit talked to me. But in this particular situation, the spirit ain't told her nothing. You reach it. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like a lot of times people use that as an excuse, and that's how they really feel. And I feel like if you can't come to me and tell me how you really feel, then don't just don't come to me at all. Don't tell me what it is, mm. because I'm going to get mad. Because now you're trying to tell me that God told you something about me and that I don't know why, about myself. Why would you get mad? I wasn't mad. I felt disrespected because it was literally like the person came at me about something that literally has nothing to do with me. And she was like, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you to stop doing this and don't do that. And it was like, girl, but I don't. That's that's like the furthest thing from my mind. You know what I'm saying? saying? Sometimes, I mean, but I've I've experienced that. And what I've come to realize is that um, sometimes it, it can't be God. You just don't know, like, what is it about yourself that you're not able to notice that somebody else is able to recognize just like with the positivity thing Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things that jelly she sees in me that i don't see and sometimes there can be negative traits that you'll do and that you don't necessarily catch on to it until somebody that's not as close to you points it out well and then you get offended and and i get that but i mean if it's something like what she told you you did um (laughs) no okay so this is the situation and she listened to the show so whatever sis but um so she texted me and she was like, the Holy Spirit is leading me uh, to tell you um, don't read horoscopes and, zo- you know, don't do the whole Zodiac thing. And it's like, girl, excuse me? Like, 
do you even know me? And this is somebody I was friends with for a really long time. But we stopped being friends because of some, some shit on her end. I ain't talked to you in over a year. And I've talked to you maybe twice this year catching up. We've never had that discussion for you to even feel like I'm out here, you know what I'm saying, doing astrology and reading palms and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying, where, did, where are you even? Tell them mine. But what I'm saying so is, So it was like, just random? It was just random. Mm. Like, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning. It's like, girl, now you I got to Now I got to read this as soon as I come up. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? The, um, the most I know about astrology is that I'm a Leo. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, don't what come at me telling me what I need to yeah, stop doing. Yeah, that's what doing. I'm saying. But that's what I was and, saying. And, and, that's, and that's your way of that you can't see. Bingo. So she's telling you, oh, you shouldn't do it. Go do it. <laughs> Pursue it because you never know yeah. what you may find out or yeah. what you may uncover. Yeah, but people can be very judgmental, especially when it's about things that they don't understand. What was judgmental about yeah. it? Well, the fact that you even assume, because I feel like what about me made you believe that that's what I'm doing? And, and for you to think that it's a negative thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you, for think, you to think you could tell me that. But what I'm saying is if you think this is negative and you say that this is what the Lord told you, that this is what I'm doing, what about me? You know what I'm saying? Led you to believe that, oh, that's what she's doing. She's that kind of person. You know what I'm saying? And I understand you don't even have to be in front of somebody for God to speak to you, to speak to that person. But it just it just really didn't sit right with me. And I told her, I was like, was this really the Holy Spirit or is this something that you felt on your own? You know what I'm saying? Because well, I have, it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm feeling like. I'm just asking. I'm it, not trying to be different was, from what if y'all was something, on, but what if If it was, was something that I was actually doing, then I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? You know, maybe she reading the fuck out of me, whatever. But it was just like... We've never had this discussion. You know what I mean? I, it's not something that I think about. It's not something that I'm doing. So it's just, it was just really random. And it just made me feel like, also, this person has been very judgmental in the past. So maybe in my mind, this is just another one of those things. But I just feel like if you really was looking out for me or you would have at least tried to start a conversation to see where my head was, or, you know what I'm saying, based on what you were about to tell me. She older than you? No. But because I, I the, again, I'm not a, a person who doesn't believe in spirituality. I'm very in tune spiritually. So I understand God speaks to me about people all the time. And I talk to people and I feel like there's a way that you can you have to approach hmm. folks. What God told you about me? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying because you said you God said speaks about people all the time. Because your face is, I, your face is fucking folded that? up. So I want to know. What God has said. Do that first again. What God has said. Then girl say. I feel like the the Holy Spirit, if you're talking about the Holy Spirit, for one, if you want to go back to church times, mm-hmm. and you're saying that there's a way to approach you, and the Holy Spirit gets on a person in the Baptist church, you will see a person shouting. You know, the Holy Spirit is just going to come and tell you, like, hey, I'm going to come and touch you. The Holy Spirit is just going to fall upon you. So you, in a sense, if you're saying that you're very spiritual or whatever, or if that person is, you know, Christian, whatever it is, she's saying that God spoke to her, you don't know directly what 
the message mm-hmm. was that was sent to her and the way that she interpreted it may be different mm-hmm. from how it was supposed to be delivered to you. That's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. you're saying that it could have been her delivery off. Yeah, yeah. The, the delivery you, might be off, yeah. but the message might not be yeah, off. Yeah, it may but be the same because it could be something you're gonna start what doing. You say it's right. about how you it could say be something you're gonna start doing. That's she's telling saying. you so you don't get to that. But, but that's what I'm saying. The way she came at me, it was just like you don't even know. You know what I'm saying? But I'm asking, do you ever think you get defensive? Who me? No, I'm just I'm just saying in general. Do you like because a lot of times people can come to not it's a lot of people that I read full of bullshit, that message several but sometimes times you can be defensive. to make sure that it wasn't just uh like the history that I have with her that made me feel some kind of way. Like I, I literally waited a whole day before I even replied because it it was just really it didn't sit right with me and I and I get that this could have very well been the Holy Spirit, but I also understand that people try to use God and the Spirit to say what they really want to say about you, and it's their personal uh, uh, perception of you. I think you should look at it differently, just based on how I I mean, it it happens. Either way, it happens. I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm not saying that, you know, it wasn't her, you know, the Spirit working through her. What I'm saying is that I've also experienced people that that just say things because they know that oh if I say the spirit or if I say God then she'll probably accept what I'm what I really want to say. But to do her. you battle with anybody telling you anything? Period. Like I mean, like about you. Um, I have. Uh, okay. yeah, I have. But I've like I said on the last episode, I'm I'm, I'm starting to mm-hmm. like I'm working on that because I noticed that there are things or there have been things that I've done in the past that I can't change. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So this is somebody from my past. So uh, for me, it just felt, it was, I felt disrespected and it just felt real judgmental coming from her because that was our past. Okay. I feel like that's because <coughs> it's you in a sense because that's what you're holding on to mm-hmm. from your relationship. Now, again, if you're saying that Holy Spirit sent this message to her and y'all hadn't been talking, mm-hmm. maybe this is the break of your transition from not only letting mm-hmm. go of the the relationship that y'all had, but also whatever sign you are, not to get into astrology, mm-hmm. but just once you do start looking into that, you do start to learn a little bit more about yourself. And then maybe you'll start to realize, okay, why is this making me mad? Or why do I feel offended about this? Maybe that's because it's related to my sign or yeah. you know she is it's just it's, it's just a, you know it's a it's a thing I, you can't well, take it I would have went and looked at my, my astrology for that day well, that's I why is she like, telling why me she I think that's those? because like, I would have been trying to piece that shit together like yeah. okay what's your point because this isn't something yeah. I right, feel like I'm yeah. doing. What, I but that's it got to be something else. Like, you know, you I might be right. I ain't doing but this. But that's song. why I, act, I I did ask her. I was like, uh, you know, are you sure this is, you know, something from you the sure Holy Spirit? You sure that message is for me? Right. And and yeah. that was another thing I thought about. I was like, maybe she said that to me. And it's and I'm supposed to relay that message to somebody else. You know what I mean? Because I, I do know that it can work that way as well. Because sometimes I have dreams and I'm like, dang, God, is that for me? Some, and it be for somebody else. So um, Sometimes people hit you before shit happens. Too. Yeah, I'm gonna chime yeah. in on that too, real quick, because I agree with you, Chills. You know, I had somebody when I first started doing this podcast, getting everybody together and shit like that. Somebody said, "Don't do it." The Lord told them to tell me not to do it. Why? You know, and I asked them that just a simple question: Why? Come to find out, oh shit! Come <laughs> to find out, 
they was doing a podcast too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bruh. So I agree with you. I agree with you as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do get asked, uh, what's the word we're talking about? What, what, astrology? Uh, yeah. Like yeah, there we go. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you but do get I told, yeah. But I get them too. And I give them to Maya. Like but I how do her. you how do you know if it's hate or well, you gotta faith. know how to take how everything that somebody gives so, you in a different light and use it for yeah. positive or negative. Even yeah, like there there are times right. where I'm like, something not right. Like something's not right. Yeah, I get that. I was like, come on, going through something right now. And I'll hit her up out of nowhere, like, hey, whatever it is. It's going on. Let Perfect it go. Perfect example. When you called me, I never called Angelica back. She was like, you know, call me whenever you're feeling better. Whoop de whoop. At the end of the day, I ended up feeling better, but I was just like, you know, there's no really need to touch back on the subject or whatever. I was just having a bad day. Um, but I didn't take her calling me personal. Like, because mm-hmm. I knew she was coming from a good place. So I just feel like sometimes, you know, if you know that history with that person, and it may be, you know, some hate or some shade coming from it. But if you know that you're at a place to where I'm trying to figure things out, I'm trying to grow in life, and all of a sudden this person that I have not talked to in a while, and she just says that the spirit, you know, is telling me, mm-hmm. you know, not to do Might this in right. a sense. You know, that's probably something that you're about to embark upon. But at the same time, going back to what you're saying, sometimes you know, the devil will use people. You know, and sometimes people will be that's thinking part, that because um, she can think it's a message from the exam. This is God, but no, that's the devil using that person mm-hmm. telling you, to, you know, not to do mm-hmm. the podcast. And look, you know, your business is gonna flourish. You know, it just depends just on you. Hate. Yeah, you gotta it's know, sweet. but it's it's discernment. There's positive and negative. It's just all yeah. depending on how you take it. But you gotta know your people, and if you know that 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 person is, you know, but at the same time, she didn't have to tell you. Anything, you know. No, and 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 that was my point. Like, I know her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Even though we haven't talked in a while, I know her, and I've had experiences in the past, and I know myself. And like you said, I can. You can tell when something just ain't right. When mm-hmm. something just like, and it just it didn't feel right to me. As soon as I read it, I instantly it was just like, what? So I, I sat on it and I thought about it. Like I, I waited a whole day before I even replied, and it was just like, "Are you sure this was for me?" Because I, it really, I really didn't understand where it was coming from and why she was saying it to me. Like that mm-hmm. is the furthest thing. Even if that's something that I'm about that I'm about to get into, it's not like, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, if you think of it in a negative way, then you know what I'm saying. What is it about me? You know what I'm saying. So I don't know. Like Probably something you're still holding on from that person yeah. that they did wrong to you. I mean, cause like it even if somebody, even if somebody room. giving you something and it's not like what God sending them, you can still take something from it. Meaning, let me move all the way away from that, or let me listen to that, cause it, sometimes a person can give you something that you feel like you're not going through right now, but it's something you're about to go through. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just comes in a, in a multitude of ways, man. But you got to be wise enough to understand it. And a lot of people don't understand it, and they'll listen to it, and it, it'll map their focus. Or a lot of people won't listen to it, and it'll fuck up their focus. So it's kind of like. You gotta know how to like pay attention to like mm-hmm. to everything. Pay attention to the signs, right? That's it. Yeah. Um, pay Amen. attention to the signs. I'm still learning that my damn self. <laughs> but I take that shit as hate. So, Chels, with your viewers watching and everybody paying attention to you, what advice would you give somebody that's going through this right now? Um, with people not being direct with how they really feel about you. Mm-hmm. I mean. If it's like like in my situation, if it's somebody that you've had experiences with, then you know maybe that's something y'all need to work through so that you can understand where they're coming from. 
Um, but other than that, like you said, it, it could very well be hate. It could be the devil using that mm-hmm. person. Um, you got to be able to decipher, you know what I'm saying, uh, for yourself spiritually if that's coming from a good place or a bad place. Amen to that. Yeah, that one most definitely got real emotional for all of us. Fuck them. That's yeah. where I'm at with it. But anyway, <laughs> make sure y'all check out. So you need Jones. Where's the wine? Hashtag only on Talk Back to Me podcast every Wednesday. We'll be right back with up next guest star. She is Kay Smith. We're going to see what she's been up to. We'll be back. She's been most definitely changing people's lives day in and day out. She is K. Smith is here in the building. I just want to ask you, what you been up to? What's been happening? Um, so as of recently, I've been really working on my website. Um, that's a big project that I've been working on pretty much all year. Um, and that is planning uh, everything that I have coming into 2020. So with my fitness, my dance classes, also launching... Uh, yeah, skincare products for my skin condition that I have and also the cis movement just so um, people have easier access to get to everything that I'm doing versus Instagram where, you know, everybody just finds mm-hmm. me at. Yeah. So, yeah, website, you. big okay. thing. That's a big step. Chelsea, what you got? Um, okay, so with the skincare line, girl. Okay. So I have really bad eczema. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, lately a lot of people have been, like, randomly a lot of people have been, like, coming up with all these different things going on with their skin. Um, and we're using a lot of things that have chemicals in them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, because uh, I noticed it's, uh, you know, mostly, na- well, all natural, right? Your skincare line. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So all natural. I've noticed that that has really, it really helps and it keeps it away longer than these chemicals because you have to keep using them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know you said something, you know, you have your skin condition. Yeah, yeah. That's what made you start it, right? Yeah. Okay, so. <sighs> okay, so. <laughs> I, I hope it's like. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, um, so uh, that's how you started. How long, when did you find out about your skin condition? Um, so I was diagnosed officially um in january i think um it was a situation to where basically the condition i have is called hydrogenitis superativa it's a autoimmune disease um, where basically my skin glands um i think it's my white blood cells are Mm -hmm. fighting my red blood cells i'm not a doctor just yet but my um cells are fighting each other (laughs) basically um and it causes a lot of excruciating pain and i work out yeah. Um, so it got to a point to where I wasn't able to work out anymore. And initially I thought that um, the issue was for me using deodorant mm-hmm. um, because it causes, you know, bumps and pain. Right. I get it under my arms, one arm actually. Um, but when it was got to the point to where I couldn't put my arm down anymore, went to the hospital. And as soon as I got there, um, the doctor was like, oh, let me see it. I'm like, mm, I'll show you, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the doctor. But she typed up something on Google, long name. Mm-hmm. You heard what I just said. So long name, she's just like, that's it. And she wasn't even a doctor. But it was like she was excited to figure out, you know, what was yeah. wrong with it. Um, so, yeah, in January, I figured out what it was. And um, what a lot of people don't realize is that 
the skin is the largest um, organ on your body. Mm -hmm. So when you're putting these um, lotions and perfumes onto your body, it's going directly into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So not only with um, the skincare that I'm using, it also goes into your diet, but Mm -hmm. that's what really made me want to start it. And then also a year prior to that, I lost my aunt to... um, cancer and it was melanoma so that's mm-hmm. the skin cancer then year following after that i find out that i have an autoimmune disease yeah. it's not cancer but it's just like you know i want to do something directed towards the skin yeah especially since we have this you know good melanin you know we need yeah. to take care of our skin so so is this something that happened over time or have you always had it and you just recently found yeah out? i always had it when okay. i was a teenager started using deodorant and i thought that it was ingrown hairs mm-hmm. you know don't shave but it right. wasn't painful i don't know what made it get painful all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people, especially black people, I feel like we like to look over health issues. Yep. And so it wasn't until the point to where I had to get to the emergency room, and that's when I found out, you know, this mm-hmm. is actually not only an autoimmune disease, but there's no cure for it, and then there's no medicines for it. Mm-hmm. All we can do is give you pain medication. Mm-hmm. So I just said that I'm going to make some products that's going to work for me, and mm-hmm. then you know, figure out how to deal with it on my own, so. Well, if you need some, you know, a little guinea pig, girl. Most definitely, <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I use natural products. Um, mm-hmm. Even at my job, you know, I had this guy that would make body butters and body oil. Mm-hmm. I was buying it from other people, but once I realized that it directly related to me, it was like, make your own. Right. So, that's dope. That's where I'm at. That's really dope. Take it, what you got? I mean... That's our first time meeting, anyway. I mean, from the last time you came Oh, here. you wasn't here. No, I wasn't here the last time, and that's why I told her this time it was going. Yeah. yeah, it was girl talk. It got a little deep. Um, what's your biggest battle with health and fitness? Um, consistency. Consistency. Mm. And I feel like um, that's with a lot of people, but with me and my condition, um, mm-hmm. because when I am going through a flare, it's like um, you don't have the drive to work out. You don't have the the strength to do it, and sometimes with me not working out, I'll lose, you know, the muscle that I built up, or, you know, if I'm having a craving, you know, because of a flare, um, that'll set me back, you know, or it's just really staying consistent, but I always try to maintain that goal at the front of my head, knowing that regardless of what you're going through or things that I can't control, which is my condition, mm-hmm. you just have to keep pushing through, so... Okay. Um, but you could you can miss a day or two. Yeah, you can, you can. Everybody Angela Bassett over there. Whatever right comes ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, were you ever at a point of uh, like giving up health and fitness, or like you just like, oh, just period, like I'm done, fuck it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody has their moments, especially um, when I started personal training. Um, I don't really do that as much anymore because it's hard to get other people to stay consistent. Um, but there was a time where I was just strictly personal training. I wanted to give up because it was like. Um, at a point to where I felt like I was fighting for my clients harder than they were, mm-hmm. which really, in a sense, is the goal, but it was just, it was a, taking a toll on my body. So, mm-hmm. not necessarily stop completely because health is wealth, um, but I have been wanting to take my breaks. And I've taken a lot of breaks this year, especially with working on these different projects. I kind of sort of put fitness on the back burner, but that's been my hardest, especially from the army. That was all I had, literally. Getting That's it together. Dope. Okay. That's really yeah. dope. Okay. Damn. Jay, hey. last but not least. So, you know, I'm not going to talk to you about your health or your fitness. You know, <laughs> I'm going to speak to you about your spiritual journey. Okay. And your cis movement. You know, um, what is it that made you feel like, okay, I have to empower other women? 
what you know motivates you to get up every day and be that that light for people because it's difficult to be inspirational all the time and to be positive all the time so what you know what's what's your drive behind that um my drive is i would say me primarily being the only child um just going up through high middle school elementary all my you know grade school whatever i had friends um but i didn't feel like i could relate to them for whatever reason different um teachers would always tell me you know she's very bright she has this light over her life i didn't know that would lead into spirituality but um just not having that direct sister to be able to come home and talk to you know about your personal problems uh i just thought that i would bring it to social media and see what positivity would come towards me you know so after i you know you're not my friend anymore, you know, no hard feelings, but it's just time for me to grow, really. You know, we don't talk anymore. Okay, you have, you know, kids that you got to deal with. It was kind of sort of like in a sense where everything that I thought that I knew was pushed away from me, and I was isolated, and it was like, okay, now that I got this away, what do I want to attract to me? And so I started the CIS movement, which is, you know, my Instagram name is She Is, and I go from, you know, spiritual. She is, you know, if I want to say sexy, she is, you know. She's strong. I'm, yeah, Stinky. strong. That's what it started with, the cis movement. It was just like she is, and then, mm-hmm. you know, following that. And, you know, I said, I've always wanted a close sister to me, and I never really had that, you know, but you started coming along. And it's just, you know, I just wanted to start of movement and just seeing how much the black culture is related to spirituality, which I really didn't know. Um, it just made me want to keep diving into it. And once I started seeing other women, you know, you wear crystals, what are crystals about? And you know, what's asked, you know, um, affirmations, what is the law of attraction, just different things. And I'm like, you know, I have strangers to talk to now. So I made yeah. the cis movement, you know, it wasn't, and it was people that actually wanted to listen to what I had to say instead of, you know, the same friends that I know wouldn't understand what I was going through, you know, a spiritual awakening or anything right. like that. I just, you know, said that I was going to put the movement and whoever, you know, hopped on the train, it, it is what it is, you it know, is we're going to keep it, it pushing. Some good ass questions, man. For real. Well, make sure y'all catch She Is K Smith on Instagram. She got some powerful things coming up in the streamline. I know she's going to keep everybody in tune. Um, go ahead and talk about your fitness. Tell them where they can reach you at, stuff like um, that. So, yeah, the website is, of course, going to be www.sheiskaysmith.com. Um, I do have on there where you'll be able to book meditation sessions. Um, you'll be able to get manifestation crystals, um, different stones that you'll need for your, um, you know, your well-being. Also, I have a class that is Fit Fine Fridays. I don't like to say that um, when women are working out or men, you know, whoever wants to join that you're trying to get skinny or just drop anyway. I say that you want to be Fit Fine. So Fit Fine Fridays, I have those twice a month. I actually have one coming up next Friday, and that's for a birthday party. Um, We're going to do something for that. And, you know, it's a place where you can come drink wine, um, have fruit, be able to interact with women that want to ultimately um, boost up their health and also feel sexy while doing it. I know a lot of people, you know, they do the classes with the Hennessy and, the, you know, different things, but I want to bring something a little bit more sophisticated but that will leave you with something that you can carry on for the rest of your life. So 
Fit Fine Fridays, the Sis Movement. Uh, we have Raw Healing, which is the name of my skincare product because we want real, authentic wellness. Um, so we're getting very raw with that. And also, if you want to tune into my YouTube channel to see some videos, tune in. And yeah. get a plug. That's what we're here for. Make sure y'all check out. She is K Smith, up yeah. next guest star. Y'all don't want to miss this one. We'll be right back with final takes and a word from Ticket. Smith had a lot to say, and we're going to jump right into it with final takes, starting with Chelsea. What's your final take, bro? Um, my final take is just, you know, make sure um, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Make sure you understand. Uh, we were talking about, you know, don't shoot. Make sure you understand what you're doing before you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't let anybody pressure you. Uh, don't allow yourself to feel pressured to do something that could ruin the rest of your life. Mm, damn. Kamaya, final take? Uh, final takes. <laughs> I'll say um, always put yourself first. Um, that's with educating yourself on things that you feel like you may or may not need to know. Um, get to know the people that are around you, and I mean really get to know them, and if they aren't for your best interest, um, get a new circle. Know that it's okay to surround yourself with different people, especially if you realize that they may be taking you down a path that you're not trying to stay on long term. So, you know, putting your priorities first, whether that's with business, with growing, whether you're young or old, put yourself first and then surround yourself with positive people and you should be all right. (laughs) That's a dope final take. Jelly, what's your final take? Um, So I would just say that health is wealth. You know, your health is a real bag. And I'm not just speaking on your physical health. I'm talking about your mental health and your spiritual health. Um, And to make sure that you are the change that you want to see. Hmm. You know, if you don't see it around you, you be that light. You know, um, you effect the change. Hmm. Okay. Ticket? Um, You know, we end with ticket thoughts like we always do. Um, Stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Like, that's the narrative for this. That's the narrative that's the thought for most of the time. But um, then it's like staying with caution. But even when you stand with caution, they like padding coffins. So it's like it's scarce when freedom is treated like the jungle. Then they say we're the lions, but well, guess who the hunters? Mm-hmm. It's no question of who's the hunted, but I guess my thoughts are still redundant. So at the end of the day, my hands are still up. Stand for something or you'll fall for nothing. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Crazy. He and that's bars. <laughs> <laughs> God dang it. And that's Ticket with another inspirational quote it's from his mind. Head, ticket thoughts. It no, might go no, over no. y'all head, but make sure y'all tune in. Every Wednesday, 2 to 4, Ticket Thoughts at IMMC Ticket. My final take is simple. Don't throw your weight around just because you think you're owed something. I always remember, with humbleness comes peace. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gave me the letter chill. <laughs> <laughs> I think Putting the shirt up. Rubbed off on me a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Hey, you seen the cast, you seen the crew. We're here every Wednesday. Make sure again you check out up next guest star Kay Smith from dropping by with her knowledge and queenship. Controversial topics, inspirational views with the occasional tea. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Talk Back to Me Podcast. Can we talk?